Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Unlimited Horizons, the podcast by the International Association of Women. My name is Megan Mizzuto. I'm the president here at IAW and back again for another incredible conversation with one of our influencer members. Today, I've got Sharon Johnson joining me. And Sharon is the CEO and founder of Train 51 LLC Healthcare Transformation and Management Consultant Company. She has 16 years of healthcare experience in various roles and considers herself a generalist. Sharon is a consultant. She's an achiever, goal-oriented, relationship builder, forthright, and likes to make a significant impact by creating and optimizing process workflows to produce the client's desired results. Her focus areas are quality accreditation, independent physician practice transformation solutions, and population health. And she's committed to mentoring, empowering, and helping women become the best version of themselves. Sharon, welcome. I, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today. And I want to, I want to mention this commitment to mentoring, empowering and helping women. I've personally seen this from you and I love, I love how much you give back. I love the way you support other women in the community. So amazing work. Um, I'd love to kick us off. If you could share a little of your background and how you, how you got to this, this place of consulting and, and growing your company. Sure. Um, so, Megan, thank you so much uh, for this opportunity to uh, talk about, you know, kind of consulting and where things are headed for me. Um, so I got into this actually in 2020 uh, after I got laid off. And um, I said, well, I've got 16 years of experience. I got to do something with this. And then I'm also entering into empty nesting. So I said, you know, I need to do something what I'm going to grow up. And I thought, why not consulting? Um, it's also opportunity to work from home. I've always wanted to work from home, the flexibility of that, and then to create my own schedule to actually have, you know, my own company and be able to, um, I guess, dr- walked in my drumbeat in, in that kind of way, but also continuing to help others. Um, I really enjoy the work of being a mentor, as you said, and empowering and, and being able to just be a resource. And that is something that is uh, very meaningful for me. At the same time, the consulting work that I like to do is meaningful work. I, I want to go into, you know, places where how can I make a difference and how can we, you know, improve and optimize and transform their workplace that would be meaningful to them since they got to go through it every single day. And so that's really the main goal of why I went into consulting, aside from just, you know, being a business owner and wanting to do things for myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. So one of the things that and you and I've I know Sharon personally, we've talked many times in the past. So this podcast is a fun opportunity for us to kind of dive into some of these topics. And one thing when we talk about women and empowering and what, what tips and resources we can provide to others. So you say, uh, one tip is certifications to boost your career development. And I'd love if you can expand on that a little bit. And so obviously you had 16 years in your career. Now you're building a business. How have certifications helped you? And and why do you think that's a, a, a boost to others' career development? 
So twofold in a professional sense, like if you know you're working for someone, the certification is going to help you launch your career. It also helps you with advancing your career. And if you have a skill set specifically, so let's say for example, you know IT or um, IS or even just business process or even project management, you know things like that to keep enhancing your skills. I think a certification is a good way to showcase your authority, your knowledge base, to be able to really say, you know, here here's my certification aside from your degree I am skilled in this you know you you hire me because I have this and it's just again an advancement right in the way of your building in your career um, trajectory yeah. from an entrepreneur side I think there's two two benefits to certification one is as a women business owner I think that is something that you generally should want to look into because it opens two doors one being a supplier right as a as a woman, as part of diversity, you actually open yourself to not only private sector, but also public sector if you want to go into the government space. And the other is that, you know, again, that whole, you know, uh, skill set that you've gained and the knowledge and the experience. And, you know, you, you now say, I am the authority in, you know, consulting, whether it's quality improvement, whether it's business, whether it's IT, whether it's project management. Again, I go back to those areas that I'm familiar with, but you can explore certification and it gives you that, you know, advancement or, or gives you the diversification that you need in the set of the sea of how many consultants you have right out there. And so for me, that's where I leverage, you know, from the entrepreneur side that I have this authority, I have the knowledge base. And so you can, you know, rely on me in terms of certain things that we can help you with in on a practice transformation. Yeah. I often liken it to like, it's like the the checkbox that shows I really know what I'm doing, right? It's like, <laughs> I went and took the test exactly. and I passed the test. And like, it it it's when you talk about your personal brand and building what your brand is and where you're the authority, you can, anyone can show up and say, I'm an expert in ABC. When you have that certification, it's it's sort of like the, somebody else is, is agreeing, right? It's- Yes, it's, yes. It's, um, yes. And it, it can yes. also, I think it can also really help for those that have imposter syndrome or some confidence challenges because you're getting external validation that you really do know your stuff. And I think that's, that can be really helpful. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you. All those points that you've made a hundred percent. And I would say I recommend getting a reputable and accredited, accredited um, certification uh, agency, because that also just even uh, fortifies, you know, like to your right. point, that part of certification, but they're your accredited body that also tells you again, you, you know, they are not only the authorized agency, but you're also getting that knowledge from someone that is also, um, you know, has the competency, has the task, all those things that they've you know, proven themselves to be. So I, I agree. 100%. Absolutely. So one of the challenges that you shared with us in your, in your show notes, in your, in your um, prep form was a challenge of carving out study schedule that you can commit to with minimal sacrifice to your workload. And I think this is something like when, so I, I personally think professional development is so important and getting certifications and, and continuing to learn and evolve. But again, we could spend all day learning, right? We could spend all day just reading books so and listening to podcasts and and watching YouTube videos and and doing programs. So how do you how do you make sure you carve out that time in a way that it doesn't disrupt your workload, but also does you're not giving up your self care or your your downtime or your personal time? 
So I would say from for so for me, I, I, what I've noticed is that I identify which certification I want to pursue. So it's not every single certification you would want to be in pursuit of, right? So certain skill set that you may want to, and even like I could go with Microsoft, um, you know, Office. There are certain skills that you may that you use every day that you can leverage that, right? So identify which is more important to you. That's going to give you the uh, the big bang for your buck when you're looking at certification. Once you've done that and you've done your research about the time commitment, the cost, you know, all those things that you have to study, then you start building out like your routine schedule. And that's the challenge for me. You know, when I first looked into this, I'm like, okay, there's only but eight hours or 24 hours in the day. And I'm like, where do I start? And then I ask myself, well, am I a morning person and am I an evening person? Where do I get my boost? Right. So technically, I'm a morning person. So I would probably carve out an early time. And when I early I mean like maybe a five o'clock that might be like you know an hour before I actually start my time or two hours I'm gonna study I'm already prepped in my mind and then I built that out to the schedule because I know I wake up in the morning we're going to take a quick break to talk about the International Association of Women we talk a lot about the challenges women face and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with eBooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iawomen.com To learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show. For anyone else that's not a morning person, it might be a mid-afternoon. It might be one of those (laughs) where, you know, one o'clock you get like this, you know, boost of energy and you're, you know, thriving at that time, then you might want to do one to three. So depending on where you are and your peak, that's where you want to study and then commit to it. You know, is it a Monday, Wednesday, Friday? And then, you know, you don't do study Tuesday, Thursday, and then Saturday and Sunday, it's, you know, Sunday, I've learned that that's my reflection day. I think we talked about this before it's one of those where you sit back and say okay well how did the week go you know what was my study did I do effectively that kind of stuff so it's more on on the schedule and so I'd say that for a person like me that's linear um I curate your schedule in the way that works for you that's best for you find your peak time uh, and don't relinquish whatever day that you have that you set as a self-care you know if it's Sundays that day then make it self-care or you know you again Tuesday Thursday that might be your meditation day you know you switch things around to accommodate your study time Mm -hmm. so that's I think the most important piece because once you've established a habit it changing it First is like, oh, my gosh, I've already set this time. Oh, my goodness. And you start getting anxious and you start getting that, like, I've set this time. I've now committed. I've now had this habit. 
but then you have to change it. Well, okay, it, is it a minimal change? Is it a, a small change? Is it, you know, a huge rehaul? That's something to consider. But if it's minor, you really won't get disrupted in the things that you've put in place. Mm-hmm. If it's major, then it's something you do have to consider and look at your schedule. Okay, how do I do this now? You know, where do I where do I fit this into the things of, of, of my life every day? Right. So there's, I have a few follow-ups here. Um, you just sent my brain in so many different directions, but the first is, I think looking at, looking at your patterns and knowing, am I a morning person? And I'm, am I like, like for me, if I said, I'm going to get up at five and study for an hour every morning, it's not going to happen. I just, I know that the alarm's going to go off. I'm going to hit the snooze button. I'm not, it, it's not going to happen. I may, I may try really hard and then I'll disappoint myself because I, I miss those windows, but the, my energy level in the morning is not, it's not going to be suitable for that. And I think we all have to look at our own needs and our own schedules. Like it's what works for you is not going to work for me. (laughs) Um, and it's important to know that about yourself. Right. Um, but then also, and we've talked about this a lot before with, with routines and schedules, and you've shared some of the things in the past about what has helped your family, like with meal planning and who's, who's planning meals and, Mm -hmm. and, and having the whole family in on it. Right. I'd love if you can talk us through that a little bit, because I think we all women, we carry so much, right. And we try to do it all. And I, I think that you've had some really good wins in your house personally in terms of, hey, this is not all mom's job. <laughs> right, right. So what I started, I noticed and I said, I think it's out of built out of frustration when this all happened. And so I was like, well, wait a minute, I can't be the, you know, I'm coming home rushing. Then I got to think about the menu and then how to figure out, you know, their, how, this whole meal all within the confines of between seven, seven thirty. And so you're like, well, wait a minute, as you're coming home, your mind's racing, you're trying to figure it out. And so that that really is like the I would say the catalyst. So what we've decided as my kids got older, where where, you know, I would say maybe um nine, ten and above as they go to teenage, you know, middle school to high school, you start to think about, well, wait a minute, let's start a list. Like what would be, you know, the easiest thing they can help you with? Well, breakfast is not that hard, right? Any we can do pancakes, bake it, whatever. I mean, that can be built into the meal. The other is um, I asked them to sous chef, right? One of those things where they cut up the, you know, cut up your ingredients and like, you know, defrost the 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 meats and the proteins yeah. and whatnot. Or if you're, you know, vegan, you'd do vegetables, whatever. I mean, things that you would cook so that it's easier. Once you get it, all you got to do is cook, right? You already kind of got the meal plan. I think the best thing that we did was the notes functionality in in iPhone. And I don't know if there's such a thing in Android, but if you can do that and share it with your family since they all have iPhones, then they can see, you know, okay, Monday. So then I started with Monday to Friday. Then I expanded it to Saturday and Sunday. And I said, okay, so Monday is going to be this, but like things that they can help you with. Mm-hmm. It's If they can't help you with that, then obviously you have to take on to it. But like, you know, defrosting's not that hard. You know, um, cutting up the, the, the ingredients is not that hard or just getting everything prepped so that, you know, you can actually just go in and build a meal and then, you know, set it, oh, setting the table, you know, that's the other thing, like, you know, they can set the table and then clean up then becomes, you know, a a different task. But Mm -hmm. in that way, it's, it helps because A, they're learning a cooking skill, right? So that when they go off on their own, they actually know how to cook a meal. And then, you know, and then it builds also a habit of like a routine schedule. It helps to introduce that, you know, to the kids to say, oh, you know, it's not so bad if you have, you know, all these 
these things, you know, in the way that it's, it's not too strict, but it also allows you to see that this helps, you know, along the way. So there, there's yeah. some teachable moments in those things that we've done. Yeah, we were having frustration in my house with it would be 530 on Wednesday and we suddenly go, oh, my God, what are we having for dinner tonight? And nobody knows. And of course, I'm I'm responsible for pulling whatever we have out of the fridge and putting it together. So we've started sitting down every Sunday morning and making the meal plan for the week. And and then nobody complains about what we're having for dinner because they've all had input into planning it. And then I know yes. that like I have time to do the shopping to get all the food. And my older two have started helping with cooking. And it's 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 changed. Like it's taken out so much stress. And yes. Yeah. And so I think, um, like designing your, your tasks at home or at work in a way that work for you, because we all do things differently. We all process things differently. But if you look at those moments and you, you, you likely talk about this when you talk about workplace design, right? Your workflows in the, in the workplace, like where are you getting stuck? Where do you have roadblocks? Um, you can apply that at work. You can apply that in your personal life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that we compartmentalize our home life with our work life. Like, and when I say that, I'm not talking about like the entirety of your home life and work life. I'm saying pieces of um, your organization or pieces of things that you would apply at home can be translatable to the workplace. Absolutely. Um, delegation, for example, right? You're delegating things to, you know, to, to people that you supervise, but then you're also doing the same thing for your kids. Again, it's all those life learning lessons that they can take with them. Similarly to your, you know, your, your employees, it's, it's tasks and things that, you know, can help them grow. Right. So it's one of those that will help. So that's translatable in both home and, and work life. Yep. Um, time management is the other thing. You know, I think that that's also, you know, translatable between home life and work life. Um, we, we spend our time in compartmentalizing when there's an integration really in some of the things between um, work and home life. I do think there are pieces of work life that shouldn't be in home life. I totally agree with that. Those I, you should compartmentalize those. But on things that are helping you with organization, honestly, I feel like certain things, if you manage a home in the way that, you know, is going to produce itself across the workplace, they're, they're, they're um, cross-pollination um, to some extent. And again, it depends on the industry, depends on the company, it depends on your, you know, the style. But I do think that there are some pieces in at home that can be transferred over to work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your the the consulting specifically that you do and how you work with organizations what what your process is when you go in and and some of the results you've had. Sure. So I typically um assess a, a, an organization first. You know, we get to an assessment. We you know, I ask them about what it is the problem that they want to tackle. And you know, you can't transform everything um all at once. You just can't. It, that becomes overwhelming. Um, you need team buy-in. You have to kind of think about, you know, what is going to be the most, um, either if it's revenue generating or uh, improvement in workflow or patient experience, things like that. I mean, it has to be a, a, a idea or a concept that everyone wants to do and where we can get, you know, uh, cost savings and um, a big bang for their buck. So that's the first thing. We go through an assessment. Once we get through the assessment, then we decide, 
you know, okay, so which one is it that we're going to do first? It's a priority. Not everything is priority one, not everything is going to be priority two, but, you know, at least if we can sequence that in the way that I really want to do this because I want to improve our front desk area. We want to get all the, you know, revenue collection at the front. Okay, we'll focus on that. Then then the next step is, okay, we, we experience in the, in, the, in the middle part of things in the flow, there's a little bit of rockiness, but we can defer that for a little bit once we complete the front side. So things like that. It's, it's not, you know, totally in the way of rigidity, but it is where the the clients decide which ones we're going to do first. Mm-hmm. And what I'd like to do once we start deciding that factor of which projects we're going to do, I don't I don't like to say projects because sometimes people get overwhelmed and they're going, oh my God, a project, goodness, what are we going to tackle? It's more of like, what are we going to do to improve and make things better for us, right? We're living in this space every day. So I, I tend to reframe that in that sense. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes anxiety less and, and not so much of a, you know, overwhelm. So yeah. then once we've decided that, then we're going to work on, you know, what, what does this look like? What's current state and what would future state looks like? And then we do a pilot because a pilot allows you to, to see whether what you've designed is something that will work. And if, or if we need to tweak what that would be, or if it's not completely, let's figure out something. It might be a rehaul. So we start there. And then if we did design something that works, then we're going to continue to follow that along. I'd like to see, you know, um, a follow up typically six months thereafter, just to see if things are, you know, implementing before we go move to the second, you know, priority, because you know, as in habits, right, as in anything, newness becomes, you know, top of mind. But as time goes on, you know, those things kind of dissipate away, even though, you know, it's still important. So we want to make sure that the follow up is there. I also don't like to leave them, you know, once projects are done, or once the work is done. It's one of those I do try to follow up in the sense of maybe six months, a year, see how things are going, and then we continue to the next project. So that's how I like to do my consulting in the way of you, we're here for you, we're not going to, you know, just abandon you but it's one of those where it's clients um dictated where if it's a one-time project sure it's like a one and done but we're still here but if it's something that you know is is continuous and we need to make sure that the follow-up then we will definitely have you know that retention relationship and figure out how we can do it over the long term i I tend to propose a long-term short-term and long-term yeah yeah makes a lot of sense um, so as we start to wrap up, I want to make sure people know where to connect with you. So we've got your website linked in the show notes. It's train, train, do you say it? train or trainee? Yes. Train, 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 50, train 51.com. T-R-A-Y-N-E 51.com. You can find Sharon on LinkedIn. Um, and where else do you uh, just LinkedIn or anywhere else people can find you? I'm also in an alignable. Um, I okay. find that uh, for those folks that are in alignable, it's a very um, nice business business um, um, or group or organization. So that's the other Excellent. space that I'm in. Excellent. Well, Sharon, I loved having this conversation with you. Thanks for being on the podcast with me today. Um, as we wrap up, everyone, thanks for listening to us today. I hope you will continue to, to follow along with us on our podcast here, and we'll be back next week with a new episode. Hope you have a great day. Thank you, Megan. Thanks for the opportunity again. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.